when we spend a lifetime trying to distance ourselves from the parts of our lives that don't fit with who we think we're supposed to be. We stand outside of our story and hustle for our worthiness by constantly performing, perfecting, pleasing, and proving. Our sense of worthiness lives inside of our story. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Christina Wooten, certified psychic medium, and I'm here with Robert Wooten, certified Reiki master teacher. Well, hello there. (laughs) And I have my chai ready. I'm sounding particularly perky. I think I'm very energized for this episode. I'm ready to make a difference today. So I'm excited to be here. And today I want to talk about living boldly and living authentically. In a recent episode, we were talking about the astrology of 2022, and one of the themes that came up was this continued polarization that asks us not to get distracted and sucked into drama, but to rise above this and practice discernment on a higher level. And that got me thinking about the different ways that we experience polarity and duality in our life. And one of those is the quest for living your authentic self, living your authentic truth, opening up your throat chakra. And the challenge with this very human egoic desire to people please. And it's true that the more you become clear in your vibration and in what resonates for you, the less you're living in this gray zone, there's a clarity that exists between what what is you and what isn't. And the path ahead isn't as confusing. And really the path itself, side note, is never confusing. It's the ego and our coping skills and fear that generates this illusion of confusion. And as you step more into your integrity and you have that clarity between what is you and how you experience the purest expression of your divine energy through this body and life and also what isn't you, And that doesn't mean that you're judging any of the available paths in the gray zone or the things that aren't you. When you start to live more boldly, which I think we're all striving to do, when you're following your excitement and your intuitive guidance by embodying a clearer vibration, there's always a counterpoint to that vibration on the planet. We live in duality. So there's night and day, up and down, black and white, peace and war. Now, when you rise to a certain frequency, you can see the interconnection of those things. So you can see night and day exists from a certain perspective. When you lay everything out on on a spectrum, we think often that it's flat. You know, there's 
the white on one end, the black on one end, the gray somewhere in the middle. And really, from a different perspective, it's the circle where one end of the spectrum is feeding into the other end. And it's part of a a holistic vibration, a holistic perspective. But what it means to us here is that there is this counterpoint to every choice and to every expression. To stand in your power, there are those people that will embody something entirely different and will disagree with you. That's part of the nature of this reality and this experience. There will be those that are going to be disappointed in you or even angry with you for not meeting some expectation that they had. And that can be so hard for sensitive people. One way to look at that is to see it as balance. Because I think when we look at things and say right or wrong, it's not ever just right or wrong. Again, it's back to what you were saying, your perspective. When you see things from a certain perspective, you are going to say, well, that's right, because based on my perspective, it is this way, and it can only be this way. And of course, the balance to that is someone else seeing it a different way, or understanding it a different way, and saying, no, from this perspective, it is this way. And it's odd that both can be right in the full circle of looking at, you know, the balance of things. Mm-hmm. When you're an empath, when you are a sensitive person, you're extra aware of people's emotions. That comes with the whole territory. You may even sense other people's emotions before you sense your own. And because you're experiencing that person's emotional energy, there can be this mistaken unconscious belief or block that because you're aware of their emotional energy, that you are responsible for their emotional energy. And this is particularly true if you come from this family background where there's codependency, where there's been poor boundaries or dysfunctional relationships or addiction or mental illness. All of that seems to reinforce this responsibility over other people's emotions or feelings. And frankly, living boldly brings up some friction at first and friction within too as you work through the desire to people please, to have that instant gratification of getting out of the uncomfortable feeling and taking the pressure off is so tempting because sometimes you just want to go, okay, and then that be the end of it, right? But in the long run, it leads to resentment and anger and loss of your sense of self and what true north is for you. And the payoff is so short-lived. To think that you can just say, oh yeah, that's fine. That That is within the, the range of my acceptability and say, well, mm-hmm. if you do this thing, that's that's fine. I'm okay with that. And then what you find is eventually that range keeps getting stretched out and stretched mm-hmm. out because maybe the other person is speaking more to their truth or maybe they don't know what their truth is. Either way, when you're trying to people please and give them what they want without considering your own litmus test of what is it you need and what is true for you, then you can't find where that range is because you're you keep changing it you know you keep moving the goalpost as it's mm-hmm. <laughs> you can look at yeah. it that way where you're saying that a person might say well i'm going to do this thing and you're like okay that's fine but is it really fine 
Is it, go, is it just within your range of acceptability, your boundaries, or is it you're just letting them extend your boundaries mm-hmm. further? Yeah, I think the mind can go, this is fine, right? But then emotionally, there's like this secret emo girl in the corner, like, yeah, I can't believe me, you know? <laughs> like, and, and it's true. It's important <laughs> to listen to see if that person exists for you because that will tell you whether you really are speaking your truth or not. If you mm-hmm. say, well, that's just fine, but later you're mumbling under your breath that it's not fine. Well, it's, it's not yeah. fine, is it? Because yeah. you have just spoken your truth to yourself. You just didn't speak it to that other person. Yeah. And I, well, I like what you said about you're moving the goalposts. The little compromises don't seem like a big deal, but it can become this pattern that ultimately leads you to compromising your own values. It's you just get more and more comfortable with doing what's not you or going this what seems like an easier instant gratification pathway versus living your truth. And that's what brings us all these extra lessons. You know, our our blessings are in our vibration and our lessons are in the not you part, right? So I was reading a quote recently that I'd like to share with everybody that I thought it was beautiful how uh, it was put. This is a quote by Brene Brown. And she says, when we can let go of what other people think and own our story, we gain access to our worthiness, the feeling that we are enough just as we are, and that we're worthy of love and belonging. When we spend a lifetime trying to distance ourselves from the parts of our lives that don't fit with who we think we're supposed to be, we stand outside of our story and hustle for our worthiness by constantly performing, perfecting, pleasing, and proving. Our sense of worthiness, that critical, important piece that gives us access to love and belonging, lives inside of our story. Wow. That line of hustling for worthiness and the words performing and proving for me conjure up this imagery of the circus clown, right? You you really aren't allowing yourself to be seen, much less to be loved when you're in this performance entertainment mentality. It's very superficial. It's hollow. It's taking us away from the deeper kernels of truth and revelation and true life experience, even the hard stuff. The hard stuff is really a gift. Our ability to you know, grieve means that we've truly loved, to have gratitude for the human experience on all the different spectrums of it. I've noticed in my own life that people-pleasing takes so many forms, and it's something that I'm always recognizing these new levels to, unfortunately, and each time I recognize a new level of people-pleasing in my life or some way it's been hiding from me in the past, that is my opportunity to give myself permission to be seen, to be loved, to embody what I'm here as a soul to embody, and I've noticed it on new levels recently as I've been adding to my team and I'm stepping into leadership on a new level. It brings up all these new uncomfortable feelings and the next level of getting over people pleasing. So if you're out there, if you are reaching new levels, know that new opportunities for you to be authentic are emerging. And this is part of the journey that 
everybody, no matter what's happening in your life, has to take as you open up and learn to express your throat chakra. That's part of our journey for enlightenment is to open up our different energetic centers. And your throat is all about authentic communication and living your truth. As we explore this topic today, I wanted to share with you part of an article from Amy Morin where she shares 10 signs that you're a people pleaser. And I'm going to link the article in the show notes if you're interested in its full form. But I share these with you to see what the various and sometimes insidious ways that people pleasing can show up for you. Um, There were a few on here that I was like, oh, yeah, oh, Mm, I need to watch that. So let's start with number one. You pretend to agree with everyone. And this is like that lip service of, mm-hmm, just so I don't have to deal with conflict or I don't have to deal with the uncomfortableness in the moment. I'm going to let you think that I agree with what you're saying. Two, you feel responsible for how other people feel, which is unhealthy for you because you don't have the power to make someone else happy or, you know, manipulate their emotions. That's really a power within themselves. Three, you apologize often, blaming yourself or having a fear that other people are blaming you. Four, you feel burdened by the things that you have to do. So you're saying yes or allowing yourself to do this without speaking up or you know making it known that you'd like to do something different. Five, you can't say no. Either you say yes and actually do it or eventually you just pretend like you're going to do it and then get sick or something comes up, but really you had no intention to do it (laughs) to begin with. Six, you feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. She points out, and I think this is important for just sharing, is just because someone has an emotional reaction doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. And I thought that was powerful to share too. Okay, seven, you act like the people around you. So maybe you drink a little bit more because it's expected or here's a big one, you eat certain foods that you don't really like or maybe aren't healthy for you or in your diet because it seems easier or you don't want to cause a fuss. I hear that all the time. Eight, you need praise to feel good. So you want that external validation and you you seek it. And that can also lead to a lot of perfectionism. Nine, you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. So you may struggle to stand up for what you do really believe in. And 10, last one, you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. It's so important that with authentic relationships to remember it requires your honesty because otherwise the relationship exists in this entirely superficial way and it isn't a real meaningful relationship and a part of you always knows that when you when you self betray you betray your dependency and your your true connection in a real way with the relationship that ends up being going against the goal to begin with, right? As we look at these, I think it's interesting that you could make these a questionnaire for either a dating site or for oh getting gosh. hired 
Because I think if you were to honestly ask someone, okay, we're going to ask you these questions and we want you to honestly give us an answer about how you respond to these things, it would be interesting to watch to see how people react. Because in both of those circumstances, whether you're trying to attract a, a potential mate or a date or uh, maybe even new, a new friend, or if you are applying for a job that you really want, I think some of these would be real trip points for people to be truly honest about whether they do always just go along when someone that they want to think highly of them uh, says something, you know, so if you have a, in a, you're in a relationship and your partner asks you a question and you don't really want to disappoint them or you don't want to create conflict and you just agree with them, it could be the same way with your boss. You know, if your boss comes to you and says, you know, talks to you about a thing that they're passionate about, but you're not so passionate about, and you just agree with them because you don't want them to feel like you're not part of the team or you're not on their side. But that's not being honest, though, is it? When you brought that concept up about at work, it immediately made me think of Milton from Office Space, where he just keeps getting into these scenarios of like not speaking up boldly for himself. So it's like he ends up in this closet and then he ends up in this basement, you know, working there and he's like not been getting a paycheck and, you know, he's trying to speak up, but he's not really being clear about it. And eventually he just kind of loses it over a stapler and like burns the place down. Right, right. It's like there's an inner Milton somewhere within all of us that we've got to keep in check. And he would have been like, check, 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 check. That was a good movie. Yeah, just dated myself a little bit, though. Because, like, <laughs> half of the people are going to be like, Milton, what are you talking about? If you work in an office, that's a movie. It would be <laughs> cathartic to watch, I think. Yeah, it's like Mercury retrograde all over the place. There are so many different ways that people-pleasing can show up. And if you've been a lifelong people-pleaser, recognizing that some of the ways that you just naturally have handled conflicts over the years or some of your personality traits can even be part of this super toxic habit. And if you struggle with people pleasing, or if you're moving to a new level of self-love and permission to be your authentic self, there are a few things that I want you to hear today. One is remembering as you're stepping into this place of power that you are intrinsically, innately worthy of love. You don't have to hustle for worthiness or prove it, like Brene Brown says. If you are, you're seeing things from a very limited perspective, and you're missing the opportunity to see and experience the world in a higher, more profound way. Number two, you may have seen this quote on Instagram or seen it on Facebook or someone said it to you in a you know, event. Your vibe attracts your tribe. But I do believe that this is true. The more that you put out your specific bandwidth frequency out into the universe, the more it's magnetized to return like attracts like. So the more authentic and true you get to your vibration, the more you are attracting your community of people and you're able to be real, to inspire. Let's just move it to a whole different perspective. A lot of companies kind of like to stay somewhere in the gray zone, stay in the middle. So you can see yourself liking this product no matter what your background happens to be. So hopefully it inspires more sales. That's their their philosophy. 
But then you see certain companies step out on a philosophy on a campaign. We saw it when people started taking a stand and saying, instead of staying out of politics, saying, Black Lives Matter, that's important to me, it's important to a philosophy for my company, and making bolder statements. You see Dove talking about body positivity and making advertisements. Those types of things inspired more because it began to show, hey, that resonates with me. And it would automatically repel those that were like, nope, that's not my vibe. But it became more of a impassioned attractor for those that were more aligned with some of those principles on either end of the spectrum. Not only does your vibe attract your tribe, it also repels those that aren't going to support you or help you along in your path to support you in becoming more of your authentic self. So the more that you inspire action, one way or the other, the more you allow people the chance to make a decision, the more you're actually going to bring closer to yourself a vibration that matches you. And the universe can bring more of that to you as well. But it starts with you saying, hey, this is where I stand. This is my energy. I'm putting it out there, whatever that happens to be. Because it's also a known fact that if you try to please everyone, you will end up not pleasing anyone, not even yourself. Right. It's just bitter and resentful and angry and lost opportunities. There's a grief, not just bitterness. There's a grief that happens. There's, I see it with people when I would do a lot of Reiki sessions where people would talk repeatedly about this feeling of burnout and going through an experience where they've forgotten who they were. They've lost their passion. They don't even know what to do, where to start. It's like this drifting sensation with nothing happening underneath. And what I would discover in their energetic field is that they weren't allowing themselves to receive, to share, to give, to be in that true, higher, loving, vibrational place. They were in more of that fear and security zone connected with what we're talking about today. So the last thing I would share, and this is from my own personal experience, is you'll develop more confidence in time as you discover how freaking good it feels to express your true nature and align with your higher self. It is hard in the beginning and always, you know, start with just challenging yourself to be truer, to be more authentic. And even when you bring more awareness to, hey, am I being real here? It adds another level of ugh when you don't follow through. (laughs) So that awareness even helps push you towards growing in this area and and becoming more of who you really are and actually making that progress that you're looking for, making that growth, aligning with your blessings because your blessings are in your vibration. And the more that you do it, the more that you go, I survived. And even though it's uncomfortable, On the other side of it, it just feels so good to not have a regret. The uncomfortableness lasts for only a short period, whereas regret can last so much longer and disappointment in yourself can last so much longer. So you will gain confidence the more comfortable you get with just expressing where you truly are and starting a conversation. 
As we move today into final thoughts, I would just ask you to reflect on one question today. What would you give up if it didn't matter what other people thought? You may know the answer immediately, or you may have some defense mechanisms that are built up that obscure that intuitive answer, but that answer is there. And if that's the case for you, just start working with the belief that it's safe for you to express your pure vibration. It's safe for you to be seen. It's safe for you to take up your human experience to the fullest extent possible. People-pleasing has a high emotional cost. We've talked about it. It can lead to anger and resentment, feelings of self-betrayal. Be honest with yourself about what it's costing you. And truly, what would you give up if it didn't matter what other people thought? One thought that I've worked with that helped change my energy too when I was working through being authentic, when my ego just really wanted to sugarcoat something or coast on some people pleasing is I get to tell them this because it means I choose fill in the blank with a value. So turning the discomfort into gratitude. So I would say, I get to tell them this, even though it's uncomfortable, because it means I choose to free myself to speak my truth. And whatever that important value is for you in the moment, and it really shifts the energy from this sucks. (laughs) This is hard. (laughs) You know, ego tears, crocodile tears, to this is growth. And this is what growth looks like. And this is what growth feels like. And that is something to celebrate. Another positive from that also is the more you speak your truth, the more you are aligned with who you are in your inner life and your outer life, the more your community knows who you are and they know what to expect from you. And perhaps once you've said no enough times, for not doing things that are not in alignment or that you truly don't want to do or that go against some moral principle, the more people will begin to understand, like, well, don't ask them to do that because they're mm-hmm. going to say, no, they don't want yeah. to do that. They're, it's against their morals or it's mm-hmm. against their religious beliefs or something like that. And when you stand your ground, people begin to know who you are. And then once they know who you are, there is a, a self-imposed boundary of They'll stop Mm -hmm. asking you for things like that, or they will uh, offer you the things that are in alignment with who you are, and then that will feel so much more fulfilling. Yeah, more aligned opportunities can come your way as a result of that honesty and integrity with yourself and others. And if you've had issues with intuitive blocks, the more that you clear your vibration, The more that you're in your integrity, the clearer all of your channels are because you have less ego interfering with the process. So just think clarity. Clarity is truly the gift. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you are, whatever this episode has brought up within you, whatever feelings are maybe coming up to the surface or you're wrestling a little bit with, I just want you to know that you are truly here on this world to be seen, to be heard, to be loved, and to embody the fullness of the human experience. And wherever you are, we're sending you love, support, many blessings. Thank you for being part of our kindred spirits and part of our community. And we're grateful for what we share. 
The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com. Thank you.